Vlad, how you doing today? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> my, my, my teeth are almost back. Where'd they go? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Welcome to the DFL Debrief. So great to have you here with us on this very warm in the podcast studio Wednesday afternoon. My name is Brian Evans, Communications Director of the Minnesota DFL Party. We are all feeling a little bit punchy after a long weekend looking, uh, watching the Republican convention and a long week of prep for ours. Joining us this week is DFL Party Chairman Ken Martin. Brian, it is great to be here. Of course, it wouldn't be a podcast without you talking about the weather in some way. Now, it's not the weather outside. It is the warm weather in this room. It's always too hot or too cold. I get it. But you know what? I'm looking at Will right now, and he is wearing his T-shirt that says, I survived the uh, (laughs) Republican Party convention in Rochester, and all I got was this nasty (laughs) T-shirt. All I got was this lousy virus. Mm Joining us as well as DFL Party Research Director, Will Davis. He's back. Welcome back from your, your traveling and gallivanting, Ken. We're, we're so excited to have you. We are also joined by uh, yeah. the fantastic Maddie Horman. Uh, she's joining mm-hmm. us today to break up a little bit of this monotony. The, br- hey the bro zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think uh, this week we're just going to uh, talk a little bit about the Republican convention. So a couple days before the convention started, they sent out an email that had a list of prohibited items that they were not going to allow in the Rochester Convention Center, which is where we're going to be in a few days here. But among the items on that list, Ken, and I want to see why we don't have these things banned, missiles, (laughs) hordes of insects... Hordes spelled wrong, by the way. Hordes was <laughs> water guns, but not actual guns, by the way. That was yeah. not prohibited. Actual guns, okay. Squirt guns, that's a problem. Blimps <laughs> slash dirigibles. Yes. Don't yes. forget Bl- potato guns. Blimps, potato yes. guns. Large sign, one foot to two foot, as well as large sign parentheses specify size yes. in different parts of the list. Yep. That was another prohibited <laughs> item. Um didn't wasn't it tanks of ta- it was tanks of tanks it was basically Air like tanks tanks other that personal yeah. excessive amounts of nobody, zip ties nobody yes. copy edited it excessive <laughs> amounts of zip ties clearly they were just clicking through photos of DC insurrectionists yes, and being like, like what did they make? like I'm shocked riot shields was not on there riot shields parentheses stolen right, from police yes. I think my favorite is cowbells cowbells yeah I know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like there should have been a few there but those were all prohibited and I don't know that any of those are explicitly yeah. prohibited probably guns but missiles are they allowed at the dfl convention i want to know we need to know we have not expressly prohibited missiles we were told sandwiches couldn't come in we have we have expressly prohibited firearms and real guns but not squirt guns (laughs) we're coming up short here we we should have used the list massive security breach this weekend i don't know what they were expecting to happen there but (laughs) wow you know by the way this is the same crowd that says banning things doesn't keep them out so they were also mm -hmm. prohibiting fire extinguishers 
Yeah. Oh, what well, if a hey, fire broke out? Well, there's no missiles. You don't need a fire extinguisher. Look, so. Will, the only thing that can stop a bad person with a horde of insects yes, is a good true. person with that's a horde true. of insects. Or, or a fire extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> but flamethrowers were explicitly banned as well. So David oh Hahn God, had David to leave. Hahn, he had to leave us at home. It was home in the garage. Oh, it was home. <laughs> and leading up to the convention, too, there's another, uh, another amazing thing that happened, which was they accidentally on purpose decertified all of their allied groups that were part of the mm-hmm. Republican convention. So they have just like we yeah, have law cabin Republicans, oh. African-American Republicans, like, you know, like do they have Republican that? women? I mean, yeah. So they have all these affiliate groups and stuff like that, but there was a move pre-convention to kick out the log cabin Republicans mm-hmm. for being too gay. Log cabin Republicans oppose Conversion therapy. Conversion therapy, yes. Mm-hmm. So that bad. so they wanted them thrown out of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And instead of just throwing out the log cabin Republicans because of the bad PR, they threw all of them out, and then they were going to let the rest back in, and then they ran out of time to do that on Friday, and they had to do it at another point. But Just absolutely astonishing. Mm-hmm. So they're off to a good start. And then, uh, I guess let's just go through the list of folks that they endorsed. Obviously, top of the ticket is going to be Dr. State Senator Scott mm-hmm. Jensen, former state senator. Nine ballots. Took nine, nine ballots. ballots. They almost endorsed Mike Murphy, the mayor of Lexington, Minnesota, and a bona fide crazy person. I will say on the big board in the office that uh, Will Davis Mm -hmm. surprisingly came the closest to guessing how many ballots uh, the gubernatorial. That's right. He did guess 11, so he was two over, but it was the closest. That's right. Ask Will where he came in in the survey he sent around uh, to the whole office. How'd you do in that, Will? We may or may not have put together a gambling board that didn't involve money. Police. Then it, then it is not gambling. Fair enough. Where everyone kind of guessed. It was not gambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but how much did you win? Legally. <laughs> well, I finished last place, so uh, out of 25. But I was. For real? I did, yeah. I didn't I even finished. fill it out. I no, we, well, didn't, we didn't get a chance wow. to because but we were in Seattle and Will. Doing but, important you work. You got the well, email. Who, you all got the email. Who tied for second? Thank Brian you. Did, Thank you. I did get it wrong, but I, I had Kendall Qualls coming in first and he almost got there. And I had Neil Shaw coming in third and. While he didn't, he endorsed Mike Murphy, which propelled Mike Murphy to first place at one point. Mike Murphy. You see how he stretches on all this when, oh, yeah. when you're explaining your yeah, losing. Not, that's not. I was wrong, but my instincts were right. That's what's important here, at, and that's like worth twenty points, and I kind of won. At one so. point, he said that if the results had been different, he would have won. That's right. Which, <laughs> yes, proved. I don't disagree. Prove me wrong. <laughs> But no, it was it was an absolute clusterfuck oh, on their side. At one point, almost endorsed Mike Murphy, or at one point he was in the lead, and he's just a bona fide crazy person. Has put out a ton of really bigoted, Islamophobic, nonsensical garbage, and that's who their convention delegates really liked when they were in the room. I mean, it's like their side wants an extremist, and they landed one. Yeah, they have. Dr. Scott Jensen, who with his running yeah. mate, Matt Burke, former Minnesota Vikings Who was player. spotted at the Rosedale Mall this past weekend. Really? Just, just in case Interesting. anyone was interested. Uh, not really, no. Thanks. Actually, Ken, Scott Jensen, yeah. top of the ticket. How do you feel about that? Well, the Republicans endorsed their most disturbing and controversial candidate. It's certainly, I like the contrast between this top of the ticket and our top of the ticket. It couldn't be any more stark. And I feel like the Republicans certainly did not help themselves increase their odds in winning the governorship in this state. Attorney General, they landed on, that one was kind of a weird one. That turned into a fight and that has been a lot of fun post-convention. Jim Schultz ended up winning. So Jim Schultz is 
a hedge fund lawyer who has done nothing of note before running for attorney general. Yeah, he has done no yeah. defending or prosecuting. He's no. just worked for a hedge fund through, yeah. for most of his career. He's no a guy who's helped experience. Yeah, no, no courtroom that. experience. Exactly. No. He's a guy who's helped rich people get even richer and yes. has done nothing to <laughs> really help much of anyone else. That's right. Exactly. He, like Doug Wardlow, believes in jailing women who try to have make their own reproductive health care decisions. Well, he, that's nice. Yeah. He wants to use the time and resources of the attorney general's office to go after trans kids. Like, mm -hmm. he is as far right as the rest of them. And subsequently, a couple days later, Doug Wardlow announced he's running in the primary anyway. And his entire campaign staff quit, but he still has one important person in his corner. Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Yes, You can do indeed. anything with Mike Lindell Absolutely. in your corner. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's an amazing... I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> my, he, my pillow. <laughs> he will shovel money at you to try to get you to do anything. Ken, what's your analysis of the AG's race on the Republican side? More like the OG's race. Uh, That's going to be our OG's. <laughs> Brian's very terrible take on the AG uh, slash a, OG's. That was a great joke. I appreciate it. Oof. Well, look, I mean, I, I, we've said this all along. You know, we didn't really care who came out of that uh, endorsement fight or comes out of the primary. They're all the same shade of crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all far right nuts. N none of them are qualified to hold the office of attorney general. And I think by comparison between Keith Ellison and whether it's Jim Schultz or Doug Wardlow that comes through, the contrast is going to be very clear and the choice very clear for Minnesotans. You have an attorney general in Keith Ellison who has actually stood up, used the power of that office to go after extremely bad people in this state and around the country. Uh, he's put some real teeth into protecting consumers in this state, standing up for the underdog and uh, really being the people's lawyer. And, and the last thing we need to do is turn it over to one of these right-wing nutjobs like Jim Schultz or Doug Wardlow at this point who would actually mm -hmm. politicize the office and use the power there to do a lot of evil for uh, this state. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the interesting thing happening in the Doug Schultz versus Doug Wardlow fight right now is... Jim Schultz. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Jim Schultz versus <laughs> oh, Doug. Like one person. Doug Schultz. Doug Schultz. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is like the people trying to draw distinctions between the two of them, it's literally the only thing they bring up is, well, Doug Wardlow lost in 2018 because on issue after issue after issue, they're all the exact same. Jim Schultz is a homophobic bully who has questioned the integrity of our elections, who wants to go after trans kids, who wants to go after women who make their own reproductive health care decisions. Like, they are the same person. And so this primary is like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. A lot I of get the meme reference. I'm not even yes. sure I'd like what to that give means. that to you, Brian. Thank I've, you very much. I needed to win. I'll explain it to you later. I've enjoyed watching the... <laughs> The very serious Republican establishment lash out at Doug Wardlow, calling him a liar and saying he has no integrity. Well, we've been saying that since 2018 at the at the earliest, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's just the facts. And now now they're very mad and going after him. Yeah, look, I, I think it's really important uh, for our listeners to note. People believe that Doug Wardlow was the craziest of, of the bunch. And, and there probably is some truth to that. But the fact of the matter is because you don't know uh, much about Jim Schultz does not mean that mm -hmm. he stands a better shot against Keith Ellison or that he's just a likely shoo-in to the attorney general's race. The reality is we've been tracking these candidates and following all of them for months now, and some even longer than that. I will tell you that they are all far-right conservatives who would use the power of that office in really bad ways. So make no mistake about it. You may not have heard about Jim Schultz, but you will soon because mm -hmm. he's just as crazy as Doug Wardlow. We can promise you that. We are very excited to introduce the people of Minnesota to Jim Schultz. Speaking of, 
what happened in their Secretary of State race, Brian. Cuckoo. Yeah. (laughs) So... Kim Crockett won the endorsement on the second ballot after she played a video showing George Soros, who is Jewish, puppeteering our current Secretary of State, Steve Simon, who who is is also also Jewish, Jewish. and election lawyer Mark Elias, who is also also Jewish. Jewish. (laughs) One of the oldest anti-Semitic tropes of this, Mm -hmm. you know, Jewish cabal that is secretly controlling Mm -hmm. Minnesota's elections. It is the most incredibly anti-Semitic thing. Crockett played that in her walk-on video before she spoke and ultimately won their endorsement. Thankfully, she's been getting uh, a tremendous amount of pushback from not only uh, Mm -hmm. folks around the country, but frankly, people around the world. This Mm -hmm. has become a worldwide embarrassment, frankly, to the state of Minnesota. The fact that she is now the major party uh, candidate for the Republican Party. And again, I wish I could say it was surprising. It's not. We've been following Kim Crockett for months as well. And, you know, it's not just the fact that she's trading in anti-Semitic tropes. She has glommed on to every wild, crazy conspiracy theory out mm-hmm. there and is trying to mainstream it. These types of candidates not too long ago would have been run off the stage. Yep. Uh, and now they're just being embraced completely by a Republican Party that's completely off the rails. It should be noted that while Kim Crockett's catching, deservedly so, a lot of heat for this, the crowd laughed hilariously at the puppeteer mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Republican Party absolutely approved the video beforehand. And so they're not catching any heat that they should. It's all, well, you know, Crockett yeah. deserves it, but they approved it and everybody thought it was hilarious. Republicans have been dead silent on all of this. And there's one thing I want to note about Crockett. Actually, two things. The first of which is far from the first time she's been a bigot. Like she whined to the New York Times about how visible non-European immigrants are in Minnesota, which is just like such an obvious like racist comment mm-hmm. that like got her suspended from the most far-right think tank in Minnesota. But the second is that Republicans like to claim that they stand for and represent Greater Minnesota, but Kim Crockett wants to tell Greater Minnesota how they should cast their ballots. If you are in a town of under 400 registered voters, you can vote entirely by mail. Kim Crockett wants to step in, end this, and force people to vote the way she wants in Greater Minnesota because she thinks that there's some sort of conspiracy going on. Like, she's not representing the people Mm -hmm. of Minnesota well. She's real bad. We don't like her. And finally, state auditor. We all heard Julie Blaha last week, and we all know how great she is. They got some guy who was a Trump lawyer, and he's a clown, so we don't even need to use his name. We don't need to talk about that. I'm not expecting too much excitement from our convention, Ken. What can people expect, though? Well, I don't think we can guarantee the type of fireworks we saw last weekend at the Republican convention. They, but, they've been banned, actually, fireworks. I, right. <laughs> I will. T- no, no. Fireworks are okay. Oh, they're okay in the yeah. convention center. I did not know that. Exactly. Oh, all right. But we're it's also allowing fireworks. It's just squirt goats, yeah. and squirt guns, and, uh, and hordes of insects. Potato and, guns. Uh, potato guns. Fire extinguishers fire are allowed. Fire extinguishers. Well. We yeah. need those. I mean, oh that'll help God. with the fireworks. Well, yeah, one-to-one ratio. Fire extinguisher to fireworks. That's right. And that's how you put on a good convention. Mm -hmm. So I will say, we're not going to have as many twists and turns as as much uh, craziness, but we are going to have a lot of excitement. People from around the state, thousands of Democrats gathering together. It's the first time in two years we've been able to have a convention uh, in mm-hmm. person like this. And folks are just really eager to see their friends, to rally behind our values, behind our candidates. You know, And one thing I can guarantee, um, while I can't guarantee craziness coming out of our convention, I can guarantee that we are going to leave that convention hall unified and ready to go into the next push towards this general election. 
And while the Republicans are fighting up and down in races throughout the states in primaries, the Democrats are going to be taking our message as soon as we leave Rochester directly to the general electorate while they're fighting amongst themselves. Love it. So that's going to do it for our main segment. We are keeping the episode a little bit short this week as we are preparing hard for our state convention, but we will uh, we'll actually be coming to you with a convention episode, which we're very excited about, and uh, we will uh, take a quick break and bring you Facts of Vlad. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the Facts of Vlad. The Facts of Vlad. Vlad. In 2006, then Hennepin County Attorney Amy Klobuchar blew out what was considered a GOP rising star in Mark Kennedy. He is not to be confused with the Kennedy family. After Mark Kennedy got blown out in the 2006 election, he then uh, moved out of state to become a college president for colleges in both in North Dakota and in Colorado. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of Vlad. The facts of Vlad. And welcome back to You Betcha OGs. Ken, who does your You Betcha of the Week go to? My You Betcha for the Week goes out to voters in North Carolina. Oh, You Betcha, yeah. Yeah. Thank you to the voters of North Carolina for ending the very tragic and short-lived political career of Madison Cawthorn. Aww. That's our buddy. That's friend of the show, Madison (laughs) Cawthorn. The the DC orgies are just going to be a little bit uh, a little bit less yep, populous now, yep. unfortunately. Yep. There's a, there's an opening I hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, wow, heyo, jeez, Louise, uh, she's taking notes, guys. <laughs> you know, all of this is recorded. <laughs> just ship it on over to. HR. It just got hotter here. <laughs> I made up for my joke from earlier. I'm very proud. It was much better. All right, Ken, who does your OGs go to? My OGs goes to aquifers. Oh, geez. What? (laughs) Dr. Scott Jensen, 173 days before the election, instead of campaigning on critical issues that the state is facing, (laughs) he decided to say in an article that now that the conventions are over, he can broaden his platform and now change his emphasis. Uh Uh-huh. The reporter asked him to what, and he said to aquifers. I'm, I'm not it. sure that this is a winning issue or not. What? I want to thank longtime listener, good friend of the show, Michael Broadcorp, for tweeting this out the other day. <laughs> because, again, I couldn't agree with him more if this is what Dr. Scott Jensen is going to focus on. Aquifers. <laughs> I think Tim Wallace is going to win. Minnesota's least disciplined candidate by a mile and a half, Scott Jensen. No, but he honestly said now that the convention is over, he can broaden his platform and change his emphasis. Two aquifers. That, I mean, that's going to fire up the populace of Minnesota for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can huh. I can definitely say five things I know about aquifers off the top of my head easily. Do you know what an aquifer is? It has something to do with water and containing water. He got that's, that? That's Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. Look at that. Oh, yeah. that Root word. That's, I am. But let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. On a scale of zero to ten, how likely are you to vote on that issue? Can I go lower no. than zero? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, okay, Maddie, and with that note, who does your you betcha go to? My you betcha goes to Governor Walls, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, and Speaker Hortman. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. They secured a bipartisan budget agreement over the weekend, $4 billion in education, public safety, and health care while providing tax cuts to middle-class Minnesotans. I mean, props to Maddie for bringing the, like, the for most important thing. For bringing actual issues. And, really really know, bringing the professionalism back to the show. <laughs> the last two minutes of the show brought some actual information. <laughs> so we're doing our jobs here, folks. News you can use. And who does your OGs go to? My OGs goes to the Senate GOP. Oh, geez. The state Senate GOP, they voted down uh, the marijuana legalization bill today when it came up for a vote. I want that. 31 to 33, I think, or something like that. Or 33 to 31. Yes. What are you going to say, Well, I'm hoping Do we... Do you know how many people are in the state Senate? Jesus Christ, bro. I know. I, I, got, I, was, I got the proportions backwards is all. And with that, Will, yeah. Yeah. Will, who is your you betcha for the week? Let's My... get off of the serious. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My You Betcha of the Week is DFL Representative Jim Davney. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. In a conversation, a, what's it called when they put them together again? Conference, conference committee? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In a, in a legislative thingy. In a legislative in a, conference they, in a, committee. When they come together to meet, they yeah. bring two bills. In, what is that? <laughs> You're right, Brian. In a legislative thingy yesterday, Jim Davney was sitting next to his counterpart on the Education and Finance Committee, good friend of the show, Roger Bronze Age Pervert Chamberlain. And they had an agreement 24 hours ahead of time on a bill, and... Chamberlain came back. He didn't do anything. He wasn't ready. He didn't do the work. And instead of having a conversation about it, this is what he said. That was our agreement, and I expect that, uh, Mr. Chair, you're a man of your word. I'm, uh, I'm done speaking. We are done. Thank you. We'll look forward to a uh, proposal. <gasps> Must be fun to negotiate with that, huh? I'm done. I'm leaving. Having been in the negotiation room, that's, a, that's, that's how a lot of things go mm -hmm. with the Senate GOP mm -hmm. these days. Well, we know Roger Chamberlain's a big fan of the Bronze Age mindset mm -hmm. of like the warrior ethos of old. And like Greek Spartans before him, he packed up his stuff in a huff like a giant yes. baby and yes. stormed out of the room like a warrior. And Will, who does your better OGs go to? <laughs> My OGs goes to former Republican gubernatorial candidate Neil Shaw. Oh, geez. He got such a nice, warm embrace from Mike Murphy, who was also running for governor, after he endorsed him. And a photographer captured it, and he looked like he was being bear-hugged and manhandled. Why don't you return the hug? Why don't you return the favor, right? A little, little nice, manly embrace, and he couldn't handle it. He looked petrified. It's the greatest <laughs> photo of all time. The great thing, too, is he had said, we cannot nominate a gun grabber like Scott Jensen, so I'm endorsing Mike Murphy. Two hours later, Mike Murphy endorsed Scott Jensen and <laughs> delivered him the nomination. So, oh, it's so good. <laughs> By the way, that photo is now my Slack avatar from now until the end of time. So it's so <laughs> funny. Also, at the end of the convention, it was amazing how Mike Murphy was basically just walking between the Qualls and Jensen war room saying, who's going to offer me a uh, better yeah. job? Yep. I mean, that, and he flat out admitted it, too. Who's going to bribe me the best? Mm -hmm. But he did so with integrity, according to him, which is great. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Who does your You Betcha for the Week go to? My You Betcha for the Week is going to go out to the Minnesota Republican Party and Minnesota Republican political operatives. Oh, geez. A lot of people took mm -hmm. a lot of umbrage at Doug Wardlow deciding to run in a primary. The Minnesota Republican political operatives complained up a storm about it, more so than they did about their party refusing to acknowledge the legitimacy of actual elections. The Minnesota Republican Party put out a statement criticizing Doug 
Wardlow for not honoring the integrity of their endorsement, even though their vice chair lost a state Senate race in a blue district in Duluth and sued over it because she thought algorithms switched her votes. They care more about their endorsement process than they do about the legitimacy of actual elections. It is astonishing. I think people should abide by endorsements, but you cannot get more mad about not abiding by endorsement than you do about undermining the legitimacy of our elections and our democracy. It's pathetic on all fronts. Brian, who does your You Betcha for the Week go to? My You Betcha for the Week is going to go out to Republican gubernatorial candidate Neil Shaw as well. Oh, You Betcha, yeah. Yeah. He had the funniest convention booth possible at the Republican convention, which was a gun gun shooting range simulator. So you could go to his booth and pretend to shoot guns, which is just the least cool thing I could ever imagine. Like, come pretend to shoot guns with me because I care about the second. It's just, it's not, it's not cool. It's It's not cool at all. It was very lame. Yeah. This is a crowd that probably goes to shooting ranges, goes hunting fairly often. So like, come pretend to shoot guns with me is not necessarily like the biggest selling point. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the DFL Debrief. We will be back next week with a full episode. And until then, have fun. <laughs> Vlad, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. My, my, my teeth are almost back. Where'd they go? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my back teeth are almost uh, grown back so I can like eat sandwiches again and not uh, get soups from Panera. Lunds is less expensive than Panera.